Hey there, it's JVL. On The Secret Show with Sarah Longwell today, we talked about her focus groups with Iowa Republican voters and also the new polls from New Hampshire. It's pretty wild stuff. Here's the show. Okay, so Sarah, you have been in Iowa being famous with Judy Woodruff, who I have long, long really admired. I think she's great. Uh, first of all, congratulations. That's very big time. Uh, well, uh, Judy Woodruff is indeed, uh, the best, uh, but she's a big follower of the focus group stuff. And she'd asked me if we could do it. Like we thought we could do it for TV. She's got like a new segment now that she's not hosting. She's doing this, um, like America at a crossroads stuff. And so it was interesting because she, she really wanted to dig in on, the divide in America and like how people felt about the opposing party. Um, in this case, we were doing the two time Trump voters, um, two groups, one non-college and one college. Uh, but I had not done a live group in a while, like where it was me around a table with people. And so the cameras added it, but you know, focus groups like ride a bike. Uh, and the first group, the non-college group was just a banger because they were, they were like hanging out in the, the green room, like where you, before we, we brought everybody in. And so they got to chatting. And so they really knew, I think. Are you playing them with alcohol? No, no. You get like like snacks, you get like pretzel sticks and chips. Um, And so by the time they came in, they were pretty comfortable, which is nice because I was, I was worried about doing it for the cameras. Um, But they were, the other thing I was worried about is that I would, you know, do one of these for TV and that the group would sound sort of completely different than yeah. the rest of the groups I do. And it would be some kind of weird outlier that I'd have to try to explain. But it wasn't. It was exactly like every other group. Uh, we did two. So the the non-college group uh, basically went 7-1 for Trump. Uh, we talked a lot about the- two-time Trump voters? Yep, from okay. Iowa. So we're going to caucus uh, in the 2024 um, primary. One of the things that's interesting is that- um, they, Judy had specifically asked, like, Judy. She's like, I want, like your man, my buddy Judy. And she had wanted a range of opinions. And so we'd kind of go back and forth because I was like, well, you just can't guarantee there's going to be a range of opinions. Like, you just get, you know, <laughs> get what you get. Uh, and so we had screened just to try to get a couple people who, like, weren't um, as into Trump in both groups so we could hear what it sounds like when somebody wants to move on from Trump. Um, and but there was still only one guy in the first group, even with that, who uh, was not going to vote, didn't want to vote for Trump in the Republican primary. The most interesting stuff was the indictment stuff, because they were very clear that the indictment made them want to vote for Trump more mm. um, that, uh, you know, the the what aboutism is super strong. Uh, like if people are if people are wondering, so something that's interesting in the data that I don't think people have quite gotten their heads around is there's a lot of polls that come out that show that even there's even a group of Republicans who think that Trump is guilty. Uh, But that doesn't mean they're not going to vote for him. There was a guy in the second group, the college educated group, who was like, I read the indictment. Trump is guilty. We should not go down this path again. We should not nominate this guy again. And then right at the end, before we wrapped, this guy had been really, um, this guy was really thoughtful. He was very kind. He was even objecting sort of the frame of some of my questions about how 
they felt about Democrats because he thought it was sort of like overly negative. And so I really liked this guy, but I was dying to ask. So right at the end, I was like, so if it's Trump and Biden, who will you vote for? He's like, oh, I'll vote for Trump. He's like, it's very important. (laughs) The stakes are too high. And so like that is in the numbers, like that there are, I think, these college educated groups of of voters, uh, not exclusively, but I think that's a big chunk of it because they also. How did your college educated group break? So they went halvesies, four and four. Uh, And these were DeSantis Trump head to heads. Although the funniest thing about the I just tweeted this, but it was like clear as day. Their heads were with DeSantis. They like see DeSantis as like the main alternative. But their hearts were with Vivek Ramaswamy, who, by the way, name is pronounced Vivek, like a heartache, Vivek. Uh, And they knew that because I was I was having to follow that. Normally, there's a he pops in a bunch of groups where somebody will be like, oh, you know who I like? And but they'll they'll kind of be like that Vivek, you know, guy. And this group, he's been in Iowa a bunch. And so they have seen him a bunch. I have been telling people for a couple months now, don't sleep on Vivek. Vivek, DeSantis, DeSantis. Don't sleep on this guy. He's got the crazy energy. Uh, tell me, you, so you and I, we did a whole episode at one point about how this is something that you said a long time ago that I have just, um, this is one of those, not JVL is always right, but like JVL looking around corners has like an, a deep insight about a dynamic that you might not otherwise think of. But your idea that like the actual alternative to Trump was likely to be a black swan candidate that maybe we hadn't even heard of. Uh, yeah. I don't know that, I don't, because the, the way that they were talking about Vivek was more like, I don't think he can get there. I just don't, you know, but like, he's the one I'm most interested in. And so, you know, because they all armchair quarterback, they tend to have sometimes there's like a collective action, like until more people break for him uh, and people feel like he actually has a chance, which is not impossible. Uh, But there was, they they liked him and they liked Tim Scott. That was the other person um, that, and the first group actually of non-college was actually, um, had more women than men. It was like six two women, and it was interesting because some of them had seen him on the View. Him Scott going on the View was smart, and I don't know if you saw the clip of him on the View, but it was quite good. Quite. I'm good. glad he didn't talk about his banking committee hearings. He didn't. That's not what he talked about. Okay. <laughs> um, I was such an interesting place to talk to people, though, just because they are really tuned in, um, and because the the people come there, and so. Uh, I'm not surprised Vivek is popping a little more there than anywhere just because he's showing up. What did they think of DeSantis? Ron DeSantis. Do they yeah. do they love him or are they a little like, eh, I don't know. So they like him. They don't love him. Um, they like him. Uh, but, you know, it's a little bit this thing about him being a regular politician this is what vivek has yes these voters do not like people they don't that are regular politicians they're done with that now that they realize they don't have to take that anymore that they can win the presidency with a fucking reality game show host they're never going back oh my god a woman there was a woman in the group named nola and she was she was great uh you know i think about focus group participants slightly differently than I think about regular people because I actually what I what I really appreciate in those moments is both candor and like ability to articulate 
sort of why they think the things that they think. And she was great at both. Um, she literally said, and I've had a lot of people say this in the groups. I asked them if they liked the direction of the party. I was asking them if they, and she, yes, the answer was a resounding yes from all of them. They want to go, doesn't matter if it's Trump or not Trump. They want to go in the Trump direction, the make America great again direction. They all say they've gotten more conservative. One of the most conservative guys in the groups had voted for Obama, talked about what a regret it was and how, uh, how much he's changed and educated himself since his Obama vote. Ooh, has he um, done his own research? they've they they've all done they've all done a lot of research a lot of mm. uh, a lot of podcast listeners you know buck sexton and clay davis uh was name checked the blaze was name checked obviously a lot of fox news there were uh always the same of there were fox news viewers and there were tucker viewers um and those are slightly different this guy was a tucker viewer um who had changed his mind you know he's a dude probably in his um late 30s early 40s uh but the but she Nola said we're never going back, and and people say that, and that is um, such a it's why these it's it's the thing that Nikki Haley, Mike Pence, and the rest of them don't get about what's happening with their voters. They they just don't they don't know this uh, for I I guess because it's so in there, it's so clear, it's so deep. Um, now, no. did these people clock? How how are they on policy? Are they against the Biden initiative to spend billions of dollars on rural electoral co-ops? Do they think uh, that that's terrible? No, they mostly talked about open borders oh. and they talked about the economy. Yeah. I talked about Tim and I did a topper for the um, we have a, a cool Tammy Baldwin um, Sunday TNL coming your guys's way. But we, when we taped our topper, we did it about your Biden sunny days triad. Um, you know, Biden morning in America. And uh, it's just such a contrast. Like when you sort of pull together the stats uh, and paint a rosy picture, I get it. Um, I, 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 Tim and I picked a nit over the inflation numbers because just because they're sort of coming down overall, they're still way up um, compared to a few years back. But that's what people talk about. They say that they think the economy is in shambles, um, that everything is so expensive. <sighs> Uh, when they go to the grocery store, housing prices, uh, gas prices, like that is what they talk about. And gas prices are down. This is the the, the grocery store stuff. Dairy, milk, meat is down. Vegetables are up. Like I, I understand people have feelings, but that's just not what reality is. And I don't I don't know how to fight with them about that. The people, uh, I. Oh, wait, sorry. Can I tell you one other thing that yeah, got no, brought please. up out of the gate? It's going to give you a transition, um, which is the other thing that people name-checked out of the gate as an issue, because I pressed them a little bit when they were saying, you know, oh, the policies are just... And I was like, well, what can you... You know, which policies? And uh, woke policies was sort of the response. Oh. And then quickly went into trans issues the the women's sport men playing women's sports i was surprised that came up at the top in both groups no i wasn't surprised i hear it i i this this group though is just like it was just so top of mind yeah and, do they have and, a lot of that in iowa is are the iowa girls high school sports teams being ravaged by trans <laughs> trans girls playing Don't, and winning I, all I wanna, the things i want to say that actually leah thomas I don't know. I don't know why this was such a big. There was some big story there. Who no longer competes in sports? 
because she because graduated. She's graduated. Yeah. Like, right. <laughs> but, but like somebody, somebody said out of the gate, like, cause I asked about this cause I was like, I didn't know what he was talking about. Um, but he was like, you know, these biological men showering with the women. And I was like, when I, I asked when, where does that happen? And, <laughs> but he said Leah Thomas. And I, I didn't know whether or not that was true, whether Leah Thomas showered with the rest of the team. Maybe, maybe she does. Again, we've had an entire episode about locker room showers and you, this vision of everybody showering together in a locker room sounds like prison, not <laughs> athletics. I don't think anybody does that or has done that since like 1950. That's not a thing. That's what we, prison showers are like. Dude, That's we not have what talked it, about this, but I don't remember what, I can't remember what I said, but I, I'm sure that involved i played college sports and you did shower together and i hated it yeah uh, and all, i like, said when you said that to me that's when i said that's insane that's prison that's not how it works in college I, I have like, never heard of any we had again nobody took showers like that Every, you know if you were in a locker room where it was group showers nobody used them <laughs> Okay, I, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Like the showers that were, and now I'm, you know, I'm dating myself. This was twenty plus years ago now, but like they were. I mean, every locker room was built differently, but like lots of them. Yeah, it was just like sure. The non-renovated ones had group showers, and what I'm saying yeah. is, in all the athletics I did in high school and college, if there was a place with group showers, you're like, yeah, you know what. I'll get on the bus and in my own stank and I'll that's shower when I, I get did. home. This is what I did, but I was the but That's outlier. what everybody did. No, Nobody used group wrong. showers. That's wrong. I was the outlier, 100%. Really? Yeah, definitely. We have had this conversation and I've said this to you before. I'm sorry. I don't think you... Did you play college athletics? Yes. Yes, I did. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. I... And I... And, Believe me, we would have sooner died than like all shower together. It's like weird. It's uncomfortable. No, thank you. Um, okay. Uh, so that brings me to a great, I want to play a clip for you of Donald Trump speaking in Greensboro uh, this week to a group of Greensboro Republican types. Uh, okay. So bear, bear with me here for a moment. Critical race theory, transgender insanity, and other inappropriate racial, sexual, or political content on our children. amazing how strongly people feel about that you see i'm talking about cutting taxes people go like that talking about talk about transgender everyone goes crazy who would have thought five years ago you didn't know what the hell it was donald trump just out there speaking the truth (laughs) because he's right this is what i don't understand so I, i wrote about this yesterday um The Biden administration building uh, a couple of bridge crossings in in Alabama and other this is part of a program across the country and more rural areas to try to uh, make it easier for first responders to get into communities at places where trains frequently come and stop cutting off access and and to, to roads to people. I don't know that there is a single trans athlete playing high school sports in the state of Alabama. Uh, 
if there is, it sure as hell isn't the Biden administration's uh, job to do anything either for or against it. And yet trans high school athletes is going to drive. I, I, I bet I bet my entire house more votes in Alabama than the building of actual infrastructure in their communities that makes their lives better. I don't understand it, Sarah. Uh, I mean, you do understand it. <laughs> no, I don't. I thought that people cared about the economy and kitchen table issues, not the and and the stuff happening in their neighborhood. Again, I've, believe me, if if your entire school in in Smith City, Alabama, is just if half the kids are trans now, and the the men the boys football team from two thousand and twenty two is now the girls soccer team in two thousand twenty three then I could say like, yeah, all right. Like that's not the federal government's job, but I could see them saying, hold what just happened here. That doesn't seem to be the case. These people are living their lives exactly as they did two years ago, five years ago. The difference is they're angry that somebody somewhere else may or may not be living their lives differently. Like, I don't know, like maybe San Francisco is, you know, has trans athletes in one of their schools or something. And that makes them angry. I don't understand it. Uh, well, help, I'll tell you, I mean, okay, fine. <laughs> I mean, I, and I will answer you sincerely, even though I know that you know this is truth. First of all, the media that they consume uh, is replete with every story. Anywhere that it's happening, they're hearing about it. Uh, and they're hearing about it sort of constantly, which makes it seem like it's happening a lot more than it is. But also, it is really happening in certain instances, right? So uh, the uh, there's a, a women's bike um, I don't really know anything about biking, so I don't know whether they call it a tournament or what. Race? A race? I guess a race. Probably uh, a race, not a tournament. A race <laughs> uh, that has been dominated by uh, a trans athlete. And, you know, Mart something like Martina Navratilova like, tweets about um, in frustration. And so, uh, and other, there's like a real divide in the world of women's sports over this. Totally understand that. And I yeah. believe okay, me, I get saying. that. So like, but so that's like not, not like not, Joe not, Biden doesn't do anything about that. That's not what. Okay. But, but this is, this is about, this is about people. And this is, this is how people talked about it in the focus groups where they're just like, you know, the world has gone upside down. Men are women and, uh, you know, black is white and up is down and the world's gone crazy and everyone's lost their minds. And like, it doesn't, it's not about Biden in particular. It's about uh, the level of catastrophizing that they feel uh, over how things are changing and things in the culture are changing. And so like when they hear that all the time, they feel like, uh, and like, I agree that it's not happening nearly as much as they think. It might not be happening quite as little as you think too. Like it does come up quite a bit now. And I think that the, Part of the problem is like the NCAA or the bodies that govern these things is just going to have to come up with a very clear set of standards uh, if this to, to sort of take this issue off the table um, or just have it be what it is so that people. So anyway, that is one of the reasons to talk about. The other thing, just on the economic piece, I know this is something the Biden administration has been pretty concerned about, which is they passed their infrastructure bill and they're now in the process of rolling it out in all kinds of places, uh, the different things. And 
guess who shows up at all the ribbon cuttings? Guess oh, who puts I, out I know the answer bases. to this. Yeah. The, the Republicans who voted against it. That's right. And voters do not know that like when you're like Republican congressman is there taking credit for it uh, and showing up. And, you know, there is just I'm telling you, the people on the ground are not aware of the dynamic. They just think, oh, great. I love my congressman. Marjorie Taylor Greene showed up for something she voted against at like the ribbon cutting of a new I can't remember what kind of building it was. <laughs> uh, and so this is why. I mean, there's an answer to your question. It's not just a cry in the universe. Like, there are reasons that this happens. And then some of it's just the, the plain tribalism of it all, uh, which is, you know, uh, this was something where we, we I, I asked a couple different questions than I normally do because sort of PBS was interested. And they were, so was, I asked sort of straightforwardly, like, what do you think of Democrats? And people were, like, pretty polite you know, about the, like, when you ask directly, you know, oh, well, you know, they, they, what they really feel is that Democrats are judging them. They don't feel like they judge Democrats, etc. But I was, I, I sort of have the, the, that, like, straight on question actually doesn't feel particularly authentic to me, because I, I do think, like, they'll always, they'll, they'll always talk that way, right? They're not gonna be like, Democrats are evil, especially when they know the cameras are on. Yeah, I mean, that's that's probably it. Although yeah. they were pretty candid for the cameras. But I, I the the thing that you have to hear is them saying things like, well, Democrat, like, no, they all believe the election was stolen, right? Democrats cheat at elections. Okay, well, if you think that Democrats are the kind of people that steal elections, uh, like, you don't think that well of them. Like, you think fine, you know, like, or you think fine of your, so... You might think okay of your neighbors uh, in a way, but like you have this broad sense of Democrats, especially in other places who are deeply evil. They certainly hunt, you know, there's a lot of Joe Biden is like his family is doing him a disservice. I, this is, there's a lot of this too, that it's, it's unfair to Joe Biden, what they're doing to him, keeping him out there being puppeted around. Uh, and so like, there's no sense of Joe Biden doing things that improve their lives. That's amazing to me. Uh, instead, they're worried about like cycling tours where there's a, like, I, I mean, I'm, th <laughs> this is, it's like, a stand in. I think it's a, it's a stand in for a culture. They don't understand that is changing in front of them. And I like, but not changing I, in their neighborhoods. Right. I mean, if you're in Iowa, your neighborhood in Iowa is the same. Nah, I mean, this is, I'm not sure this, that's quite true. Right. I mean, uh, I think that, I think that's weird about the transit. We could do a whole episode on this and we probably should. Cause I've been trying to think about exactly how I feel about this. Uh, I think that the renewed or not feel about this, but I, but exactly how to understand it. The renewed focus on the trans issues has also brought kind of a renewed backlash against the gay stuff that was there and that people were kind of, I guess quietly tolerating as the culture shifted on them. But like a lot of these places, there are pride parades now or the target in their community is festooned in um, there. Like that's the reason you see so many of these like TikTok videos or whatever of people going into Walmarts and targets, uh, you know, pulling out clothes that are rainbow themed or for gay families. Like that's, they're like, well, these. This is supposed to be our culture. These, I don't know, 
big They don't want you to be allowed to buy. It's not enough for them to not buy. You shouldn't be allowed to buy the rainbow t-shirt. You should not. You you and you and Tim should not be allowed to buy the rainbow t-shirts. Right? Yeah, and this they do. The, it's it's like weird things too, like because they'll sell them for kids, right? But the kids ones are really. It's like what parents would put on kids if it was like you know I have two mommies or whatever, um, which is like the things that people buy for you for baby showers and whatnot uh, if you're gay parents. So, but I also, but I also on on another hand sort of understand. I always think that I think it's always like a little over the top. Right. First of all, I think I said this. I did some HBO special where they asked a bunch of gay people about gay stuff, and I was like, I think a week is fine. Like, I don't know why Pride is a whole month. And also, I do find it like over the top the way like suddenly your Uber map has a rainbow trail on the map, like, uh, and you do go into a Walmart or a Target, and everything is festooned in rainbows. And there's a part of it that I'm just like, I think. I think maybe we've just like overcorrected on this slightly in part. And one of the reasons is, and um, Jane, um, Jane Coaston, thank you. No, Jane Coaston. Okay. Uh, Those are the two it, Janes I know. I'm sorry. Yeah. She made this point and it's an excellent point that like part of what happened is there was this overcorrection for financial reasons. Right. Like suddenly everyone started chasing the gay dollar and, uh, you know, it became very, people kind of like overdid it, especially in some of these retail places where they, yeah, they're trying to court either, I don't know. And and Jane was saying like, there's this pinkwashing effect that then, so anyway, I think that that's some of the backlash that like the culture has changed. Uh, and I think it was one thing when for them, for this group of people to feel like they were tolerating this cultural change and like tolerating it fine. Like, okay, fine. Gay people are going to get married. They're going to live together. Like, say la vie. People should live their own lives. Versus, every time I walk into the big box store in June, like the whole thing looks like a rainbow vomited. Uh, and I just, I, I, I can, I just don't, I don't agree with the premise that nothing's changed. Uh, I don't think it's like the backlash that is like, well, we should. I think the backlash to that backlash uh, is like ridiculous, and I think that there's. Uh, we're like relitigating a lot of LGBT stuff now, uh, in general. And I think there's a lot of people who hadn't been talking about this who are now talking and it's clear they had not changed their minds. I think we were all in a comfortable place thinking a lot of people had changed their minds about things that they really haven't. Um, so anyway, but all of this is outside of like federal policy. That's, that's what I keep coming back. Why, like, why, well, why do you why do you think some average person is like litigating what is state policy, what's county policy, what's federal policy? Because uh, because I think they're not morons. Oh, I think they're not morons. You don't you do think they're morons. No, I just if they can't make these distinctions, then they are morons. Like if you're mad at Target, then stop shopping at Target. Target is a private company. Target will do. Target is just there to make money. If Target could make an extra five cents by killing your grandmother, they would do it. <laughs> if they could make an extra five cents by putting a rainbow sticker on every piece of merchandise they sell, they would do that. That's all. Target doesn't have any beliefs. Target is is, is a company there to maximize profits. Uh, you none of us want to live in a world where the president of the United States. Uh, can lean on Target to either put out rainbow merch or not put out rainbow merch. Sure. Except that I think many Republican voters think they do want to live in that world, but only when their guy gets to do it. Yeah. 
right? And this is they they would like President DeSantis to make make Target stop doing that. And I I think if you think that you're either a fascist or a moron. Um, okay, <laughs> so talk to me very quickly about North Carolina. Uh, no, sorry, North Carolina, New Hampshire. Uh, well, so there's been two polls in as many days here. Uh, that have come out that have shown a little Chris Christie boomlet in New Hampshire. Ooh, what's uh, he up to? 3%? Uh, no. 1.7? Oh. Uh, right, so, do you want to guess? Do you want to guess what he is? Th- those are my guesses. Because he, he was at less than one, right? So Christie's at 9%. What? Hey again, it's JVL. The conversation goes on from there. If you want to hear the rest of the show, head on over to Bulwark Plus and subscribe. We'd love to have you.